Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, Welcome to our worship service at Heritage Church of Christ. We're coming to you remotely uh, today uh, due to uh, uh, one of our members that uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. So at an abundance of caution, our elders have elected to uh, close the building for devotionals and worship services until uh, Sunday, February the 7th and we'll resume normal activities there at, at the church. Uh, do want to make one uh, uh, announcement that, uh, that, that Tom Willett's uh, eye surgery was successful in his home now. Uh, our reading this morning is going to be from Isaiah 39, 1 through 5. The son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent envoys with letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he had heard that he had been sick and had recovered. And Hezekiah welcomed them gladly, and he showed them his treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, the precious oil, his whole armory, all that was found in his storehouses. There was nothing in his house or in all his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Hezekiah the prophet came to King, then Isaiah, the prophet came to King Hezekiah and said to him, what did these men say? And where did they come from? Hezekiah said, they have come to me from a far country, from Babylon. He said, what have they seen in your house? Hezekiah answered, they have seen all that is in my house. There's nothing in my storehouses that I did not show them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're saddened that we can't get into our building this week to, to worship you. But at the same time, Father, we're so thankful that technology exists that allows us to, to worship uh, uh, separately, but together. We pray for the sick in our congregation, Father, that you'll heal them. We pray for those that are homebound, that you will uh, keep them safe. Father, we also want to pray for the people that are working our way out of this, the doctors 
the, the scientists, the nurses, the first responders. We, we want to pray for their safety, Father, and so that they may help work us out of this uh, terrible pandemic we're in. We pray that you'll uh, guide our, our leaders also, Father, that they will guide us in a uh, Christian manner, manner, and they will look they will look to you first for answers. That they don't try to do it on their own, but they come to you and seek your guidance. Forgive us our sins, Lord. All this we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Good morning, Heritage family. Thank you for gathering around your computers. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday here at the Heritage Church of Christ building, February 7th. Chad Hedgepath will be preaching on that occasion. We look forward to seeing you and we are, we'll all be back together at that time. Let me extend my appreciation to the elders and deacons who, are, who have made sure that next Sunday our auditorium will be pristine and clean. No one will ever get sick having attended worship at our congregation. That's our goal. If you will, take your Bibles and turn for our message to Isaiah chapter 19. As you're turning to that passage, when I preached at Bellevue Church of Christ, Barbara and I, our first Christmas at Bellevue, we had an open house. And that's a nice time for people to come in and look at, your, look at the preacher's house, see where they live, see what the neighborhood looks like. And what I remember is what one lady said as she was about to board the church bus to take her back to the, back to the building to her car. She turned to me and she said, Steve, I enjoyed being here, but I couldn't help but notice that no matter where I looked in your house, I could not find a Bible or a church bulletin or anything, not even a commentary, that would indicate that Christians live in this house. I did not know what to say. I immediately wanted to go inside and get some Christian artifacts and different translations of the Bible and just put them throughout the house but I did not do that. It just passed through my mind. I want the visitors to my home. I want them to not be impressed with Christian mementos. Instead, I want them to remember who I was as an individual and that Christ Jesus was glorified in my life and in the life of my family. You know, we have in our reading today from Isaiah 39 verse eight, there are only eight verses in this chapter, and Hezekiah says to Isaiah, the word of the Lord that you have spoken is good, for he thought, there will be peace and security in my days. He was looking forward to a peaceful, secure death, and the best way that human beings know how to do that is with great wealth and riches. The idea is that you live, leave your family plenty of money, lots of possessions, and they can buy peace. They can buy protection. This may sound like I'm changing the subject, but have you ever been the victim of a thief breaking into your house and stealing your valuables? Have you ever wondered how they picked you out? You know, someone breaks into your house and they start looking around for valuables, something that they can sell very easily and make a buck off of what you used to own. Today's lesson is entitled, showing off your wealth and riches. Today is, is, is gonna point out something that happens in my home every day and maybe yours, that someone breaks in and challenges what I stand for in trying to change that. Folks, it's not that God wants us to be ignorant of his 
of our enemy's devices. Satan wants us to think that we can buy peace. We can buy security. I want us to begin reading verses one through five of this eight verse chapter from Isaiah. Beginning with verse one, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent envoys with letters and a, and a present to Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick and recovered. And Hezekiah welcomed them gladly. Listen to this. And he showed these envoys the treasure house of his fathers, the silver, the gold, the spices, the precious oil, his whole armory, all that was found in his storehouses. There was nothing in all his house or in all of his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. Listen to verse three. Then Isaiah the prophet came to Hezekiah and said to him, what did these men say and where did they come from? Hezekiah said, they've come from a far country, from Babylon, he said. What have they seen in your houses? Hezekiah answered, they've seen all that's in my house. There is nothing in my storehouse that I did not show them. This is written about the year 722 BC when Sennacherib is having his way with the northern tribe of Israel, the northern kingdom of Israel. A hundred years later in 606 BC, guess who's going to come knocking on the door in Jerusalem? That's right. The people that Hezekiah welcomed, the Babylonians, would be coming a hundred years later plus a few more years. This is an important prophecy here in Proverbs 39. Hezekiah was an individual that enjoyed two miracles in his life. The first was when the Assyrian king Sennacherib outnumbered Hezekiah's army. Hezekiah prayed to God. He said, God, please save me. And God said, be still, don't fight. Go out, do not go out and battle the Assyrians. So as Hezekiah stood there, he could hear in the clouds above him, it sounded like the hooves of horses and fighting men riding those horses as they were going toward, the, the noise was going through the clouds all the way toward the Assyrian army with a huge army there. Suddenly they could see that the Assyrians were fighting and they were dying, they were losing the battle until eventually, after the noise of battle was gone, Hezekiah could see that there was not one Assyrian soldier left standing. They were all dead. God had fought the Bible, the battle for God's people. There was a second miracle that Hezekiah enjoyed. That was when Hezekiah himself became very ill. An infection grew on his skin. He developed a high fever. God said to Isaiah, he said, inform Hezekiah, he is not going to recover. Tell him to get his house in order. He is going to go and be buried with his fathers. Isaiah walked in. He said, get your house in order, Hezekiah. You're not going to get well. And Isaiah just turned and walked out of the king's palace room. As Hezekiah lay thinking about what he had just learned, he turned his face toward the wall. He said, Lord, would you please forgive me of my sins? 
Will you give me 15 more years of life and I will turn those years of service over to you. I will do your bidding. Well, God told Isaiah, stop, don't leave the palace. Go back to Hezekiah's room. Tell him I've given him the 15 years that he requested. You would think that Hezekiah would have been very foolish showing the Babylonians all of his wealth. He was a king that lacked discernment and perception. And instead of vainly showing these men his wealth, you know what he should have been doing? He should have been telling those men, listen, let me tell you about something that is really wealthy, really rich, and that is our God, Jehovah God, the Lord of heaven and earth. You know, that's exactly what Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel did when eventually they were eunuchs there in Babylon. They refused to even eat the food of the Babylonian king. Daniel refused to stop praying to the God of heaven. Instead, he opened his windows toward Jerusalem and he prayed to God openly, which was against the law at that time. You know, the balance of verses five through seven are worth reading here. Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the, wor the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all that's in your house and that which your fathers have stored up to this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord, and some of your own sons who will come from you, whom you will father shall be taken away, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Folks, a king is an individual that has to exercise spiritual sense each and every day. If you are the president of the United States, if you are in Congress, or if you, you are a senator in the U.S. Senate, you need to be a wise individual all day, every day. You can't take any time off. Sadly, Hezekiah was pleased when he showed off all of his wealth. You see, there's a real temptation to tell people, I'm rich and let me prove it to you and showing them all of your riches and where they are. Remember Baladan, the king of, of Babylon? He sent a present to Hezekiah. You know, there are some presents that really are not much of a gift. Remember in the Old Testament, way back early in the near patriarchal period, Samson was given a gift. You remember Samson and Delilah? Well, Delilah was a gift from the Philistines. And she wound up seducing him to reveal all of his secrets to her. And you know what she did with his secrets? Do you think she kept his secrets? his secrets, secret from anybody else? No, no. Delilah would seduce him and not only would she reveal all of his secrets, she eventually told of his source of his great strength. He said, just cut off my hair and I'll be just like any man out there. I won't be any stronger. Folks, thank God for prophets and for teachers, those who teach us God's word. Thank God for wise mothers. Thank God for, for godly women. And we're very thankful today that preachers like John the Baptist preached scorching sermons, making people realize how important it is to serve the true and living God. Wouldn't it be great if we had Isaiah's? Wouldn't we be wonderful if we had John the Baptist's all over 
these individuals speaking God's word. You know, it's a foolish thought here in verse five. The word of the Lord that you have given is good. It's good that my people are going to lose all those possessions. It's good that my my sons are going to be taken. My grandchildren are going to be taken into Babylonian captivity. That's a warped view, if there ever was one. Folks, we need to be aware of Babylon in our own homes today. There is something called the www.internet. In other words, there is that www, worldly wise web, not the world wide web. Whenever I think of that word, uh, spider web, I think of a spider. It's that animal that likes to trap other animals and leaves them there hanging and and she'll go back and forth and eat for a while and then just feast on another. Folks, there's another way that the word web is used and that's a cobweb, which is a spider web, but it's attracted dirt and filth and everything that's awful. That is worldwide web is in our home. It has spiders all over it trying to get you and me trying to reveal our riches. We need to beware of flaunting our riches to the ungodly. This morning, what is your relationship with God? Do you know the true and living God? And are you bragging about the greatest wealth that you have, heaven above? Right now, Jesus gives you the opportunity to come to him and let him wash away your sins in his blood through baptism. If you are ready to do that, please, Call the Heritage Church of Christ at 615-472-8679. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Let's sing together. Oh, love, that will not let me go.
I've had the first line of a hymn stuck in my head. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. As I've thought about those words, I'm reminded of a passage found in 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 17. If you address his Father, the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your feudal way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood as a lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. When Peter wrote to his audience these words, he was thinking about how the Greeks had spread their culture throughout the region and how at the time that this was written, in Bible times, redemption was a way for someone who had done something bad to redeem themselves, to, to buy back their freedom, to buy back their mistake, or to pay a ransom, if you will, to get that blemish, that mark of, of the mistake off of them. And for the Greek culture, it was a way of, for slaves to buy back their freedom, to redeem themselves from their servitude. We sin. That's, that's our bad thing in our life, our mistake, the bad thing that we've done that we want to correct, that blemish that we want off of us. And instead of us having to redeem ourselves because we can't, Jesus did it for us. Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross and shed his blood for our redemption, our ransom, so that we can have a home with him and God in heaven. This morning, at this point in our worship service, we have the opportunity to honor that sacrifice. If you would, bow with me as we offer a prayer to bless the bread. Father, we come before you giving all glory and praise to your most holy and precious name. Father, at this time, we thank you very much for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, on the cross, the sacrifice which frees us from our sin. 
Fathers, we partake of this bread, which represents his body that was put out on that cross. We pray that we do so in a manner that's pleasing to you. For it's in his name that we offer this prayer. Amen. Will you bow with me now as we offer a prayer for the cup? Father, we come before you again, thanking you for the precious blood that your son poured out on the cross for our sins. Blood like that of the lamb, which pays our ransom and washes away our sins. Just as it easily flowed out of his body, it takes away our sins and washes them away from us so that we never have to see them anymore. It cleanses the bad spot on us, that blemish that you see so that we can be perfect in your sight and have a home with you in heaven one day when our time on this earth is over. And as we partake of this cup, Father, which represents your son's blood, may we do so in a manner that's pleasing to you. We ask this all in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. At this point in our worship service, we have the opportunity to give back a portion of what God has blessed us with. And would you bow with me as we offer a prayer for the contribution? Father, we come before you at this time thanking you for all of the material blessings that you bestow upon us. Father, you have given us much more than we deserve, starting with the death of your son, which we have just celebrated his death, burial, and resurrection. But Father, you continue to bless us with material things such as clothing and homes and food. And Father, we thank you for that. And there are many around us, Father, who do not share those same luxuries that we have. And as we give back just a small portion monetarily of what you've blessed us with, Father, may we do so cheerfully, not begrudgingly, not because we have to, but because we want to so that others can have the same luxuries that we have, but more importantly, that some of this money will be used to further your word here on earth so that everybody can come to know the good news of Jesus Christ, your son. Father, we ask you bless those who oversee these funds, that they are used to glorify you. We ask all of this in your son's most precious name. Amen. 
Lord, the people praise you. Before our closing prayer, I want to remind you that we will be back in the building next Sunday, February the 7th at our normal worship time. If you are able, please come and join us as we worship together. After our closing prayer, we will have a song, Our God, He is Alive. Would you pray with me, please? Holy Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the power of prayer and for hearing our prayers as we come to worship you. We pray our worship today has been pleasing and acceptable to you. We thank you for your goodness and mercy and giving us all we need. Help us to praise you in every circumstance of life, in good times and bad, help us to trust you. In love and faithfulness with all that we have and all that we are, help us to serve you. Father, help us to share your love with all we come in contact with. In everything we do, Father, help us to glorify you. And in every thought and word, by the power of your Holy Spirit, may we live for you, O God. We are your children. We love you. You are in control. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There is beyond the azure blue a God that's a firm you inside. He's there.